Well, welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast. It's so good to be here with you this month. Uh, we are continuing a conversation we started last month about metaphors. We talked. Uh, we started talking about how uh, metaphors are valuable for life. They give us context, and um, I introduced uh, what I believe to be the most important metaphor uh, for life, the most valuable metaphor, which is life is a game. And uh, just by quick review, last month we talked about how um, when we use the metaphor of life as a game, uh, it it engages us. People love games. They love to play games. Uh, We love when uh, when we keep score. uh, We pay attention. Um, My family loves games. When when you're playing a game, your attention is high, uh, and uh, there's high engagement. And so... Yeah, life is a game. And we talked about how uh, if you're going to play the game of life, you need to have a lot of motivation. You need to be highly motivated. When when someone's not motivated to play a game, it's tough. Um, I try to get my kids sometimes to play certain games, and when they don't want to play, it's not very fun. <laughs> Um, and so we talked about motivation, two types of motivation, extrinsic motivation and intrinsic motivation. Extrinsic motivation being uh, external things uh, like uh, insurance, a roof over your head, food, and things of that nature. And those are good and they're valuable until you achieve all of them, and then motivation t- begins to wane. So uh, we focused more last week, uh, last month, on intrinsic motivations uh, to, to really uh, get us engaged in the game of life. We talked about curiosity. Uh, we talked about the power of purpose and the power of passion. And so uh, those are the things that that keep us engaged over the long haul in the game of life. And so today I want to talk to you guys about uh, what I think is um, another essential part of playing the game well, the game of life well, and that is learning the right skills, learning the right skills. Players need to have skill in order to play well. Um, if you think about any sport or any type of game, uh, it's it's the players that excel in specific skills that that do really really well. And um, learning, so I want to talk about learning today. Learning the skills to play the game of life well. There's a great book called uh, called um, Mindset by Carol Dweck. I read it several years ago. I want to encourage all of you guys to pick that up and read it. Um, Carol Dweck talks about two different types of mindset, a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And if you've read the book, if you picked it up, you know that uh, a fixed mindset is a mindset that says, you know, my skills are what they are, um, and that's all they're ever going to be, and I can't get better, and that's a dangerous place to be. The opposite of that is a growth mindset, which basically says, um, man, I can I can learn something new, I can grow, my skills are not fixed, I can get better at something. And so I want to begin by saying, you know, learning skills in the game of life requires a growth mindset. You have to believe that you can actually expand your skill set and get better at what you do. And so um, that's where we need to start with a growth mindset. And so if you haven't read that book, I encourage you to pick it up, dive in, and um, and really just try to force yourself to to develop the mindset that maybe I don't have the skill right now or my skills are not very good, but I can grow in that. Um, once Once you solidify that, that you can actually get better, then we can move into some some key components of what it looks like to to develop skill uh, to play the game of life. Well, the first thing we need to do is to identify what skill you need to play well. 
What skill do you need? Well, and, and I don't know the answer to that question because I don't necessarily know, you know, exactly what you're trying to win at in, in, in your life. Um, but what I what I can talk about are some different types of skills that you're probably going to need. Uh, first of all, I think you're going to need the gift uh, or the skill of selling. Everybody's selling all the time, uh, whether you're actually in sales or not. Now, if you're in sales, you definitely have to develop the skill of, of selling, um, whether that is um, you know, closing the sale or um, defining the need well. Uh, but that is a certain skill. Listening is a skill. Negotiating is a very important skill in the game of life. Leadership is a, is a huge skill, especially if you're in a position of authority. Uh, speaking, public speaking, being able to communicate ideas is an incredibly important skill. Praying, if you're if you're a Christ follower, if you're in ministry, uh, that's an important skill. Accounting can be a very critical skill. Uh, that you need to learn to play well. Writing uh, is an important skill. There's so many skills that we're needed that we need to develop in order to play play the game of life well. I remember many many years ago um, when I became a Christ follower, I quickly learned that one of the most important things uh, on God's heart is to help people who aren't Christ followers become Christ followers. And um, and I started to notice like, well, I don't. I don't know how to do that. I don't have that skill. Um, I wouldn't know how to help someone who's not a believer become a believer. And But I was curious. I was passionate. I, I knew that that was uh, something, some way that I could make an impact on people's lives. Uh, and and uh, there was purpose there. And so I dove in to figure that out. You know, what? how would a person do that? Uh, and so I learned the skill of leading someone to Christ by by uh, essentially following what is called the Romans Road, and I can I can share it with you right now, even to this day, twenty years later. You know, the Romans Road is helping somebody walk through Romans chapter three, verse twenty three, um, where all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans six twenty three for the wages of sin is death. Uh, Romans five eight, God demonstrates His love for us, and this that while. You know, we're sinners, Christ died for us. And then Romans 10, 9, and 10, you know, if you confess with your mouth and, and believe with your heart that Jesus is Lord, you'll, you know, you, you'll be saved. And uh, I memorized that, and that's what I learned, learned that skill. And then I started to, to be able to lead people to Christ. And to this day in my life, I can sit with someone who's not a believer and work them through the Romans road. I've also memorized the uh, Four Spiritual Laws by Bill Bright. Um, and can work somebody uh, through those four spiritual laws to help them find Jesus, and uh, also memorize the bridge example. There's there's so many different ways to do it, uh, but I was passionate about it. I was curious about it, and I knew that that could make a, a difference in someone's life, and I learned that skill. And and so, basically, what I'm saying to you today is, if you want to get really good at the game of life. You have to develop, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to develop your specific skills. And again, I don't know what those are, but that's that's a major part of winning at the game of life is developing those skills. Um, secondly, number two, get all the information that you need. <laughs> this, uh, this seems obvious, but it's may- maybe not so obvious. Um, when it, when it comes to that skill, let's say it's the, the skill of selling or the, the skill of negotiating, I would get five of the best books on that topic. And I would read them and I would study those books. 
How have others done it? What, what's all the information that I need to know about this specific skill? Um, on top of that, I would meet with three experts, people that you have access to, and, you, and it's easier now today to, to get with experts than, than ever, um, and, and try to get interaction with them, whether that's coffee, whether that's lunch, whether that's exchanging emails, uh, and try to learn from those experts. What, what are those, how, how, what do they have to say about this specific skill and try to soak up all that information. Right now, um, in, in my life, I'll just give you a quick example of how I'm trying to do this. Um, I know that I need to develop the skill of writing. And for my entire life, I've, uh, <laughs> not my entire life, but for many years, I've talked about writing a book. Um, and I still don't have a book because um, I don't feel I'm very proficient in the skill of writing. And I've tried before and failed and tried and failed, and maybe you can relate. Um, and so finally, I got to the point recently where I was like, you know what? The bottom line is I, I'm not good at this skill, so I have to get better. Who, who are the experts? So I started doing some digging, and, and I found a person. I found a writing coach um, that through a friend of a friend, and uh, I called her, and I hired her. I just, uh, I said, Hey, I need to, I want to write a book. I don't, not very good at it. Um, would you coach me? And she said, yes. And, um, in fact, I had a meeting with her this morning. Um, and she is literally teaching me how to write a book. There's a very specific way to do it. Uh, it requires a certain type of, of skill to do it. Um, and I finished my first chapter this morning. She reviewed it and gave me feedback on it, and um, and now we're, we're, we're getting ready to move on to chapter two. It's very, very exciting, and for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm actually uh, getting better at the skill of writing because I engaged an expert. This, this particular person writes her own books. She is an, also a ghostwriter. She's also an editor, and she's amazing. She has she knows how to write. She knows how books are supposed to be written, and, and I'm soaking all of that up. So number one, we're talking about what skill do you need to win at the game of life? I feel like at this point in my life, I need the skill of writing. Uh, number two is uh, engage the experts. Get the top five books, get around the experts, take them out to lunch, hire them if you need to, okay, and and soak up all the information. And then number three, real simple, today, three points is to practice. You've got to put in the work. Maybe some of you have heard about the 10,000-hour rule uh, put out by Anders Ericsson. It was made popular by Malcolm Gladwell in his book, Outliers. Um, there's been some controversy about whether or not the 10,000-hour rule is really true or not. I think it's generally true that if you're wondering what that is, essentially the 10,000-hour the 10, rule is uh, this sort of this um, general rule that says, hey, if you want to get really good at something, it's going to require 10,000 hours of deliberate practice, um, which turns out to be about three hours a day for 10 years. It's a lot of time. <laughs> and so um, Gladwell and a Erickson, they, they did studies on violin players, golf golfers, piano players, all different types of people that became really, really good at their specific skill. And it turns out that uh, it was around 10,000 hours of deliberate practice that, that got them there. Now, whether or not that's exactly true, uh, you know, is debatable. Some people, I think, require less time. Some people require more time. The point is this. If you're going to get 
proficient really good at the specific skill in your life that you need to win, it's going to require that you put in a lot, a lot of practice. And the problem with that is that practice takes time. Practice is a struggle. Practice is uncomfortable. Practice is difficult. Uh, I've got a lot of friends who are pretty decent at golf, and occasionally they invite me to go play. I play like twice a year, and uh, occasionally I can hit a ball down the middle of the fairway. <laughs> and occasionally I can have a good chip shot. And occasionally I can hit a putt or two. Um, the problem is, is, is that all about 90% of the time my, my ball is not in the fairway or it is, um, I'm, you know, hitting the top of it and hitting it, you know, 10 yards in front of me, frustrated, maybe taking a huge divot out of the, out of the fairway. And uh, most of the time I'm just terrible. <laughs> and my friends would say, man, you know, if you just get on the, go to the driving range, you know, a couple of times a week, if you play more, uh, you, you'll get better, which is absolutely true. Um, but I don't want to put the time in. It's that simple. Golf is expensive. It costs money. Golf takes time. And because I'm unwilling to go to the practice range and play more golf, my, uh, my skill set in, in the game of golf is, is, is pretty, pretty poor. <laughs> and that's true in a lot of areas of my life because I'm just unwilling to put in the work or put in the practice that would require uh, me to get better. And and that's just true. We gotta we gotta understand that. Um, and this goes back to a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Uh, a fixed mindset sort of expects to go out on the golf course and be as good as everybody else. And that's just not going to happen. And then when we're not, we think, well, I'm no good at golf, so I'm just not going to play. But in reality, the truth is that if you would discipline yourself and maybe take some lessons and get out there on a daily basis or every three days a week or whatever, you would see a significant improvement in in your golf game. And that goes for anybody. Uh, But that would require a growth mindset. Um, Your skill set is not fixed. It can actually get better if you would just open up your mind and realize that with some deliberate practice and consistency, you can get better at anything. I think uh, the, the, the other thing about practice that is, is difficult is the, the awkward feeling that you have when you initially start. Um, it's this feeling of, man, this didn't feel right. It's almost like trying to write with your left hand. I don't know if you've ever tried to do that before. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel comfortable. And because it doesn't feel comfortable or doesn't feel natural, it's like, well, I can't do this. And, and what I've learned is that the best people, that the best players, the best, you know, I don't know how you want to say it, best players on the court or whatever, they are able to push through that feeling of discomfort. I remember many years ago, um, you know, I was young, I was probably in middle school, I could not shoot a left-handed layup. I really, I, it, was, it was just terrible. I, I, was, I couldn't jump off the right foot. It was awkward. I could shoot a right-handed layup, couldn't shoot a left-handed layup. And I remember um, thinking to myself, you know, I want to be a basketball player. Like I wanted, I was in love with Michael Jordan's, you know, I um, think he's the best player to ever play. Um, and we could talk about that another day on another podcast if, 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 if we have time, but... <laughs> Um, I remember thinking, um, I've got to figure this out and cause I really want to be a good basketball player. And so I'd go out 
on the basketball, uh, there's a court by my house. I'd go out there and it would, I would try and it would feel awkward. I would feel almost my brain would not work. I could not get my brain to jump off the correct foot and I could not get my left hand to, to pit, to, to work the way my right hand did. But it was, it was my passion and love for basketball and my curiosity to see if I could actually get better at this game uh, that pushed me. And so I stayed at it, I stayed at it, I stayed at it until that left-handed layup actually felt like my right-handed layup. And I got better and better and better and eventually became a decent basketball player in high school. And, and, and this, is, this is the way life goes. It, it's, it's the ability to push through that awkward, weird feeling. I'll give you an example of a massive fail in my life. I remember when um, I was in high school, I took a typing class. We had typing back in my high school. It's hard to believe. I don't know if they still teach that in high school today or not. But it was a typing class, and you know they were trying to get me to be able to type without looking down. And you know there was all these drills, and it was so uncomfortable, and I could not get my fingers to, me- I couldn't memorize where the letters were and I couldn't get my fingers to, to, uh, to type and move. Um, and so I don't even know if I passed that class or failed that class or whatever happened. I don't, I don't, I don't even remember, but to this day, I did not push through the discomfort of using all my fingers to touch the different letters. So today I sit in front of my computer and I pluck, <laughs> And it's terrible. I use two fingers, and it's slow, and um, it takes me, <clears throat> excuse me, it takes me way too much time to type sermons and type emails, and uh, because I refuse to push through the discomfort on on the keyboard, and so I pay the price for that even today. What am I saying? What I'm saying is that if you want to win at the game of life, it's going to require you to practice. It's going to require you to push through the discomfort, love that that awkward feeling. And those who are able to do that are able to to get better at their skills. And so, yeah. So hopefully this has been helpful to you guys today. Uh, super quick podcast today. We're just talking about the game of life. Uh, if you want to get really good, you've got to learn the specific skills that you need. So question for you today as we wrap up. What skill do you need? You know, do you know? It depends on where you're at in life. What, you know, what, where are you lacking? Do you need to learn how to work with people and collaborate? That's a big one. Do you, you know, that's going to require that you listen more, talk less. That's going to require empathy. That takes practice. What skill do you need? Do you need to learn how to negotiate? Do you need to learn how to um, you know, prefer others? In, in the context of, of the workplace or in the context of your marriage? Like, what, what specific skill do you need? Do you need to learn how to speak in front of people? Okay, that's a skill set. You can get better and better and better at, at speaking in front, making presentations in, in front of a group of people. I'm not sure what the skill is, but I promise you that if you'll identify it, if you'll get around the experts and put in the practice, you will get better at the game of life. Hopefully this has been helpful to you. Um, if it has, um, just make sure that you post about it, uh, You know, tag it, all that good stuff. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, you can reach me through Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Um, you can also, I mention this each week, you can check out my blog, dannyestrin.net. And um, if you're interested in a local church, you can check us out at eclife.org. Um, yeah, 
Hopefully this podcast has been valuable to you guys. Share it, like it, tag it. We will see you next month. God bless.